50-yard line podcast. We'll be looking back at three games from last week and, uh, and taking a look at what those those teams have go- coming up in the future here. The first game we're looking at from last week was a wild one. It was uh, New Hampshire beating Windsor Forest 46-38. to It was their second meeting of the season because of uh, scheduling restrictions early in the year forced them to, to schedule each other twice. New Hampshire won that first one pretty handily. But this time they took a lead at halftime of 20 to 6, and it seemed like things were going to go the same way. But Windsor Forest really fought back with a crazy game in a crazy game. Uh, New Hampshire junior Samari Dowdy was the big star of, of the game and and the week uh, for area teams with 340 yards rushing on just 15 carries. He had touchdown runs of 84 and 63 yards to uh, to lead the Phoenix to the close win. Pauly Seeley, the standout junior quarterback from the Phoenix, with 12 of 20 for 175 yards with two touchdown passes. But he had four interceptions, which uh, is uncharacteristic of him and, and kept the Knights in the game. Toriano Bias, his, his standout senior receiver, had three catches for 56 yards and a 30-yard touchdown catch. He now has six on the season. But uh, Windsor Forest stayed in this, and really Jeb Stewart, their coach, said that he challenged him to fight in the second half after they were behind by two touchdowns, and they really did. Trayvon Savage, the uh, senior linebacker, he had uh, 11 tackles on the, on the day and had two pick sixes, one from six yards and one from 70 yards to keep uh, – keep Windsor Forest in the game. Senior running back Mike Caballero rushed for 201 yards on 29 carries as the workhorse carried the load for Windsor Forest in the game. He had included a 26-yard touchdown run. Chris Glover had a pair of touchdown passes and uh, had a strong game. Now, Dante Dorman, the quarterback for Windsor Forest, actually was out with a broken jaw. He suffered it earlier, early in the game against beach a win over beach a couple weeks ago and he was out for a few plays came back and played the remainder of the game with a broken jaw his jaw is now wired shut just shows how tough this kid is a junior who transferred in from bethesda so now windsor forest hosts liberty county friday at pooler in a game that has big implications as far as the uh, region 338 title goes when or liberty county already has wins over Johnson and Southeast Bullock, where they came back from a 20-6 to deficit last week to win 28-20. So this one, whoever wins this game is going to be in the driver's seat as far as that Region 3-3A title goes. Then we had Benedictine continuing their winning ways. Uh, they played Thursday night in a game that got moved to Thursday night at Burke County because of a shortage of referees up there. Cam Edge of Benedictine had his best career game with seven receptions for 128 yards and two touchdowns. Then he added a 75-yard score on a kick return in the fourth quarter that kind of iced the game for the for the cadets. Justin Thomas had his fifth straight game with multiple touchdowns. He ran for 119 yards on just six carries on the night, including touchdown runs of 25, 4, and 55 yards. Also on defense, at cornerback J.T had 10 tackles. Uh, so this guy rarely leaves the field, and, and he's uh, 
one of the best players in the state. He's the one headed to play at Georgia as a center fielder on the baseball team. But uh, anyway, he's a great football player, too. Holden Gurner, the Auburn commit, senior Auburn commit, was 15 to 21 for 216 yards with the two touchdowns to edge. And another great game for the, uh, the senior signal caller. Sophomore middle linebacker Wilkes Albert led the cadets with 11 tackles. Holden Sapp, the linebacker who's headed to play for Army next year, had eight tackles and a sack. And Mac Cromenhoek had five tackles, including three for losses and a sack. Now Benedictine, which improved to four and two and moved up to number three in the class 4A state rankings by the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, begins region 3-4A play. The cadets will play at Jenkins at Memorial Stadium, where they usually play their home games. This time they'll be they'll be on the visitor side against a Jenkins team that is three and three with one of those wins coming by forfeit. Another big game last week was Calvary Day, which uh, as the Cavs improved to seven and zero on the year with a 42 to six route over Stratford Academy. Uh, Calvary has moved up to number two in the AJC rankings among Class A private teams. And Stratford was number 10 coming into the game. Sophomore quarterback Jake Merklinger had another uh, fine performance, going 14 of 18 passing for 246 yards and a career-high five touchdowns. All of those came in the first half, as this game could have been much worse of a score. Calvary led 42 to nothing at the half when uh, Coach Mark Stroud decided to take his foot off the gas with that offense in the second half. Freshman Donovan Johnson ran for 100 yards on 10 carries and now has and, and a touchdown. And he now has 736 yards on the season and six scores for the Cavs, who, again, are 7-0. Mike Smith, uh, Merklinger's class, sophomore classmate, this kid is six foot four, 225 pounds. He's just a monster at receiver. He had three catches for 70 yards and a touchdown and now has 379 yards receiving and five touchdowns on the year. This kid's going to be getting uh, a lot of looks here once uh, once the major colleges see see the film he's putting out. Keep an eye on Calvary's freshman, Edward Dupa. He goes by Dupa Coleman. He had three catches for 67 yards and his first two career touchdowns. The kid's just a freshman, 5'11 and 180 pounds, and he comes from a good football pedigree. He's a younger brother of Damasio Harris, the uh, former Jenkins running back, who is playing at a prep school in Connecticut right now. Uh, Damasio was the Savannah Morning News Player of the Year his his junior year at Jenkins when the Warriors went to the Class 3A semifinals. So Calvary gets a week off to uh, to take a break here before they're going to be hosting Crosstown rival Savannah Christian on October 15th. And before we go to our on the 50-yard line interview with Savannah Christian coach Baker Baker Woodward, we'd like to give ourselves a little plug here. Uh, do you want to know what's the latest going on with the Georgia Southern football team? Maybe the coaching search and so on after Chad Lunsford was, was fired recently? We're the ones to come to with Nathan Dominant's coverage of Georgia Southern. He also does a great job covering Savannah State if you want to see what's going on with the team out there on the marsh. Savannah State's having a good year so far. We have all that and more, including features and opinion columns from Nathan. And then on the high school level, if you want to see what's going on 
with your favorite high school team, savannahnow.com is the place to go. If you aren't already a subscriber, now's the time to try us out. You can get a full access to our digital content for a dollar a month for the next six months. Go to savannahnow.com forward slash subscribe now and sign up. And here we'll go into our on the 50 yard line interview with Baker Woodward, the Savannah Christian coach who is doing such a good job over there in his first head coaching job after being the longtime offensive coordinator at Benedictine. We're here with Baker Woodward from Savannah Christian. He came over from Benedictine where he was offensive coordinator for a long time. This is his fourth season at the helm here at Savannah Christian. He's got a 32 and 10 record in the middle of his fourth season, having led the Raiders to the semifinals his first year and to the quarterfinals the last two seasons. This year, Savannah Christian's off to a three and two start with those two losses coming against ECI and John Millage, teams that have a combined record of eight and one. Coach, how would you assess uh, your team's performance so far this year? I've been very pleased with 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 our team. You know, so far every week you look to, to get better, and that's what we've done. I mean, our first our first game against CCI was a tough opponent. It's a very good um, public school opponent. Like you said, they've only lost one game. Um, it was a physical game, and we've, we're a young team. We have 55 kids on our team right now and seven seniors. So I think all we can really ask for is that we get better every single week. And, and that's what we've done so far. I've been very pleased with our team and how we've responded. Okay. Well, you had to re uh, replace Spencer Robichaux, who walked on to East Tennessee. We got Paula Zittrauer stepping into the uh, starting quarterback position. How has he adjusted to uh, being the main man behind center? The, the, the main thing is getting better every week. I mean, Paulus has done a good job for us. I think he's got over 700 yards passing. But Paulus will tell you, I mean, he, he's got room for improvement. And uh, big shoes to fill from Spencer Robichaux. I mean, he was a Finno Care Award winner, um, went on to East Tennessee, uh, and just had a, a great career here. I mean, this was this is my second quarterback ever here at Savannah Christian because, you know, Spencer was quarterback last three years. So Paulus has done a good job. He knows the offense better than anyone else on our team. He's been running it since he was an eighth grader. So I'm um, proud of him so far, but I know uh, that he's going to do better each and every week. Well, we got senior George Futch is having another great season as a receiver, 20 catches for 354 yards and five touchdowns. He's a return man and defensive back for you. What what leadership? What, what does his leadership mean to your team this year? Absolutely. I mean, um, when I came over here in 2018, George came over uh, as a freshman. Um, he means a lot to our team. In fact, uh, in terms of we, we vote for captains, and he received the most votes of anyone on the team. And so uh, not only did the coaches think the world of him, but all of our players do too. Um, he's got 49 points this year. Um, I've got to find a, uh, more ways to get him the ball. I mean, we've tried handing it to him, throwing it to him. Um, but, you know, our offense kind of operates through him. If, uh, if, if, if we're running the ball, they've still got two people on him every single play. So i got to do a better job as a coach, find a way to move him around um, and get him the ball. Um, but, yeah, his leadership uh, has been number one. I mean, he's a team captain and uh, four-year letterman here. And the defense is strong once again with Peyton Cromwell, David Boosie at linebacker, Caleb Womble up front, and we have the freshman Elijah Griffin who got that 
Georgia offer before he even entered high school. <laughs> how uh, how is the defense coming along for you so far? Uh, defense is doing great. Our defense coordinator Robert Waltz has done a, a phenomenal job along with our defensive assistants. But I mean, it's led by our front seven. I mean, we have a really strong defensive line. Of course, Elijah's on there. Elijah is he's a freshman. He's still 14 years old. He's he's a six foot five, uh, 280 pound. 14 year old so uh, you know he's still young you know his body is still growing and so he's had he's had some injuries but Caleb Womble I would say he's our he's our anchor on that defensive line um, a hard worker uh, you know he's a senior uh, he's also a captain for us um, just done a phenomenal job in the offseason he's a real leader and then uh, Akeem Lane he's also a good player he's a junior um, he's about six feet you know 280 pounds and so um, he, he's done a phenomenal job and Ashton Dorsey who was our you know all-state middle linebacker last year? We moved him to the defensive line, okay. and so you know he he played linebacker this year, so he's still learning his position at defensive line along with you know Logan Brooking, which is Coach Brooking's son. Yeah. He's playing some on the D line as well. But our front seven, along with these three linebackers, Peyton Cromwell, all-state last year, uh, he's done a phenomenal job. Probably had one of the best off seasons of anybody on our team. Um, and so you'll see that on Friday night. And David Busey had 17 tackles last game. But those guys, along with Austin Saylor, our middle linebacker this year, he's a junior, those three guys had a phenomenal offseason. The three linebackers, I think there was 28 workouts in the offseason. They made every single one of them. Okay. So uh, a lot of hard work within that front seven. Even our defensive line, they made all the workouts. And, and, and to anchor that, our secondary, um, three-year starter, Naeem Wimberly at corner, um, and uh, George Fudge, of course, he's he's our he's our free safety. And Jaden Hester is now taking a new role in the secondary as our, as our strong safety. Uh, so no, we you know, couldn't say enough about our defense. It's kind of the anchor of our team. Um, you know, in the past we've been kind of a you know a, a team that scores a lot of points offensively. Um, but I think our defense is really going to be uh, be the key uh, to our victories this year. Okay, you got first Presbyterian at home this week, and then. Uh coming up, I think it's October 15th on the road, the region region battle start on the road at Calvary Day, and then later on on the road against Savannah Country Day. As a former Calvary Day quarterback yeah. yourself, I know this region play really means a lot to you. What do you foresee coming up in these games in, in region? Well, you know, I, I kind of like the region games being at the end of the year, you're supposed to be able to play your best football at the end of the year, and hopefully we're, we're healthy uh, when that time comes, but you know, it's going to be a great rivalry. I mean, I don't I don't see another game uh, in the city of Savannah as big as a rivalry game as as uh, Calvary Savannah Christian. You definitely don't see that. I mean, uh, you know, I played in that rivalry, and it's going to be great uh, as the Raiders as we go over there um, to 63rd and Waters and play on that turf field, and just a, a great atmosphere for football. And then you turn around and go, you know, two weeks later, you got to go cross town over to Savannah Country Day another big rivalry uh, in the city of Savannah. So, um, you know, it's going to be tough games, but at the same time, it's such a, a great opportunity to be able to coach and, and these kids to be able to play in a rivalry setting like that. There's going to be three, 4,000 people at that game, and so it's going to be exciting. All right, Coach. Well, best of luck for the rest of the season. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it. Thanks for having us.